And I do have the music, so we'll play that to start. That always puts me in a more festive mood. Having the music play first? Yeah, I agree. Doesn't it? If it has a natural... Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Well, you know what that sound means. It's time for the stack. We're back. Joe and John here from Performance Pickleball. It's episode 10, and to celebrate our 10th episode, this is our last episode in the mall, uh, in this abandoned food court, because next time around, we'll be in this space that is continually uh, growing every day to a point where you can actually see what this place is going to look like. Uh, Some of you have decided to pop in and check it out for yourselves. Uh, Others, it won't be long, I swear, uh, before you can uh, check it out with everyone else. Uh, John, this is probably the most exciting time we've had so far uh, as far as the facility is concerned. I know you were originally really happy about uh, the lines being hooked up for Coke machines and stuff, but <laughs> now I we're... I still am. <laughs> now, now we've gone uh, to actually see fencing and courts being laid out um, and, and pieces that kind of you know make it more of a reality than it ever has before. Yeah, first of all, I would like to say that I'm going to miss this food court because it is our beginnings for not only this podcast, but for this facility, really. I don't yeah. know what we would have done without the food court for the staging area. So that worked out extremely well. But quite frankly, I'm not going to miss this food court because it's cold in here. It's been abandoned for seven or eight <laughs> years. I'm sure at one point it was regal, but it is no longer the case. And I am greatly looking forward to moving over to our new home next week. But yeah, to your point, Joe, it is almost a magical feeling around here the last few days because we knew this was going to happen where Everything was waiting on the courts to be done, surfaced, and Matt Magner and his guys and gals from World Class Courts did a sensational job with that, and it was like, bang, the second they were done, here come seven things on top of it. You mentioned the fencing. Uh, We've got a lot of graphic work going up. We've got a lot of acoustic treatment going up. The furniture came in yesterday, which has nothing to do with what I was just talking about, but that's kind of the way things are. It's like you're looking over here, and then bang, this truck pulls up, and something more cool comes out of it. And what's really been fun is we've been having people, you know, a lot of people in and out of the facility the last few days, and they walk in, and it's wow. And I'm thinking, yes, it does look wow at the moment, but there's still seven or eight major pieces coming in mm-hmm. that are even going to be more to that effect. Yeah, of course. That is going to be the, uh, for at least a week or or maybe even more, the common word said by folks that, uh, that step inside. Uh, we're looking forward to that. December 15th is the ribbon cutting grand opening. Uh, as John mentioned last week on the stack, there'll be uh, open play for that first weekend uh, of the facility being open. So certainly if you are on the fence for any reason, those are the days to come by and check things out. Okay, let's get into the skinny. Uh, Before we get into your questions, you all are leading the show today. Uh, We do not have a specific guest. We just have a ton of questions from concerned future members, uh, and we can't wait to answer those. Mostly John can't wait to answer them because I'm just here to narrate but uh let's first of all uh just real quick on the national stage something that was announced uh from the app they are going to next year have five tour stops where they have team competitions a la mlp it is worth noting that their senior vice president 
was the original MLP commissioner and invented the dream breaker that the MLP has. Uh, if you get to, you know, a stalemate and the, the singles at the end of, of those team competitions. So uh, no dates or players announced right now. The prize pool for each event is $100,000. So a very hefty uh, tag there, which has to get people at least at the level that they're going to want, you know, at the higher levels of APP excited to choose those tournaments maybe instead of PPA or what wh how do you think this landscape really shakes out with APP adding this I think that we're eventually going to get to what will make sense as the natural order and progression of all of these different leagues and concepts and I think that's a great thing for pickleball and we've been discussing these issues privately for the last couple of years what's going to happen you know where ppa and app were running kind of parallel or at least trying to in terms of securing the best talent and the best locations and the best events and then mlp came in and of course that's added a exciting component for not only the players but certainly the fans which is the most important aspect to it the way that i see it shaping out and, and i think that there'll be some massaging to this as they go but the fact that there is that mlp tied to APP leads me to believe that you're setting the APP up to essentially be that challenger tour. Mm -hmm. And if that sounds like it's a disrespectful term, that's not at all what it implies. It's still the best players in the world, uh, half a notch, you know, not half a notch out of a thousand right. notches below with the aspiration that those tours are going to feed uh, eventually, you know, the big the big, the highest PPA and MLP, which mm -hmm. is fairly clear that that has become, and that creates opportunity. You know, hundred grand is nothing to sniff at or laugh at, and that's what you need. You need those financial opportunities so the people and the players at that level can train accordingly, can spend that time and support themselves. And I know I make the golf analogy a lot, but I do it because it's almost following the exact same formulaic pattern that golf did 40 years ago. And you know, it's had a number of names over the years, but you play well enough on that and you develop your game you know maybe your short game needed a little work to become one of the absolute 50 best in the world and then you break onto that stage and we're not there yet because I think there's still some competition I don't think the APP is quite ready to say hey we're taking that half step to the side mm -hmm. but I think it's an inevitability that that'll happen and I think they're very smartly positioning themselves to make that transition gracefully in the next year I think that's a really good point as well when you add in the fact that the APP is the only professional tour right now that has an international tour, a high school uh, cup and collegiate cup. Like they, they've already started kind of mm -hmm. and the, grabbing it, the, at those uh, yeah, outer areas. And it's just, again, it's just like golf. It's like the European yeah. tour, the Asian tour, um, all of those different things, mm -hmm. which ultimately feed the PGA tour. All that development is fantastic. Yes. Globally, youth, uh, I've got exciting news that I'm not even going to share today uh, regarding the Duper Collegiate Regionals uh, and performance. You can probably lead between, read between right. the lines on what that's going to mean. But, uh, yeah, you know, just a lot of people with a lot of great ideas mm -hmm. now getting together and pushing it forward. It's, it's been fun to be uh, partially included in some of those conversations. Right. I was going to say now, you know, at this level, performance is going to be in those conversations to uh, actually take action instead of it always being an idea or people just sitting around a room and talking about it. Stuff's being done and, and going to have a chance to be at the forefront of that with performance. So uh, really excited about what that means for this area. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens over 2024. Seems like 
in the pickleball world, 2024 is really shaping up to be kind of a banner year. Uh, could be even one of those uh, years that jettisons it to uh, another level. Uh, well, let's get to the episode, uh, part of the episode that you have decided. This is going to, we're going to call it for now, cross court. Uh, we're going to go back and forth with you here. You ask the questions. Uh, mostly John answers, but I'll throw in a, a couple uh, thoughts here and there as well. So thank you to everybody that did uh, participate. We uh, posted a story that you allowed you to you know click on that and ask a question. You can always ask the questions in the comments of the posts on the news feeds and the Facebook channel or excuse me, Facebook page as well. So we'll do more things like this in the future uh, if we don't have a guest especially, but we definitely want you, the listener, the ones that are supporting our channel and our podcast to uh, be the ones that are involved in this as much as possible. Uh, and at some point, maybe you'll be involved because we'll be able to hear you with our setup next to one of the courts <laughs> uh, as well. All right, let's get to it. The um, Let's start with something that continues to, to come up, and I think it is uh, an interesting one, and in, in talking about non-member um, process. Uh, if, you, if you don't have a membership, can you drop in? This question comes from Drew. Can you drop in without reserving a court? And if you can't, uh, from a non-member perspective, what's the process? What should I do when I show up? Yeah, it's a great question, and I know it's one that a lot of people have. And I think some of the confusion comes with the misuse of the term drop-in, mm -hmm. right? So drop-in, the way that a lot of people are using that term would be the park style. You know, you just drop in and mix in. Um, and no, the answer to that is no. Like, we won't have that. But that doesn't mean you can't stop by <laughs> rather than drop in right. uh, and see what availability there is within our sessions. So ideally, as a, as a non-member, the way the scheduling model works is, of course, our elite members have the ability to schedule into our programming seven days out. So that's you know, one of the assets that they pay for is the ability to pick the perfect times that they want to play. And then our performance team members uh, come in two days behind and they can schedule that as well. They have the next priority. And then non-members will have the ability to pre-schedule and pre-reserve their spots in those sessions two days out. And so particularly at the beginning, we anticipate that we're going to be exceptionally busy. Um, and most of those sessions, if not all, are going to be full. So the probability of being able to just stop by and drive by and come in and say, is there a spot is very low, but it, it does exist, right? But right. I would strongly encourage you, if you're going to do that, even if before you drive over, uh, you know, go onto the web, go onto the app. And that's what's beautiful about the PodPlay app is that even as a non-member, you can go on, see the schedule, and reserve your time. It's kind of like making a reservation at a restaurant, right? Yeah. Where you know it's going to be packed. You can drop by and say, hey, do you have a table? And maybe they do, or they had a late cancellation, or we had a dropout. Mm -hmm. But more than likely, particularly in the first few months of this facility, you're not going to be able to get into play in one of those sessions, whereas you can easily check that on your phone and, and save yourself the time of coming by. Although we'd still love to see you, because of course, as a non-member, you can eat and drink and That's enjoy right. everything else. So right. uh, I hope that answers that question. It's going to become remarkably easy to understand once we drop that app, which I can't wait for us to do. The plan on that, by the way, is Friday for our members okay. that have reserved. And I know that you've been waiting to set up um, your member profiles and, and enter credit card information and billing cycles and all that stuff. That will be hopefully in your inbox Friday afternoon. So when you're hearing this tomorrow afternoon, um, 
And again, that's going to be that pod play integration with our own app. Um, and I know a lot of this sounds technically and a lot of jargon. Uh, when you get it, it's going to all make sense. And those questions, uh, I believe, will be answered. No doubt. And if they aren't, we, as we mentioned before on the podcast, we will have well, I do wanna, a yeah. day where you could come in and, and figure out how this all works. Well, every day is that day, right? If you're, if you're having trouble with that, as soon as we're open, yeah, come by. And Tyanne or Christina or Renee, myself, uh, Lee, <laughs> who's ever yeah. on our staff, uh, is going to take your phone and show you step by step. You're not going to have that. But to your point, Joe, yes, there's going to be a three-day period, that 15th, 16th, 17th, where we're going to have all of our app developers and our tech team here in our event space so people can come and play because it is free play um, and also just get everything squared away and all of those questions answered in terms of all the scenarios, right, because we all have those. Okay, that's a blanket way of saying this is going to schedule. But here is the instance I'm talking about. You know, my nephew's coming into town uh, and they're going to want to play. We're going to answer all of those for you. Uh, and I think the easiest way to do that is face to face. And unfortunately, a lot of that used to happen for me when I was playing pickleball. <laughs> and since I don't <laughs> play pickleball anymore. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> since I haven't been out at Pouncy and places, I just haven't been able to answer those face to face. So yeah. for, you know, all of the all of those folks, I, I apologize. I Trust me, I wish I could be out there playing every day like I used to. And it's my plan to get back to it here. Yeah, no question. Uh, that will happen. Uh, so next question is uh, for a member. Will there be a, a pickup play? This kind of goes off the previous question, like rec, or or do games have to be pre-scheduled? Is there a pickup component? This comes from Julie. Yeah, and Julie, we love you. Uh, good to hear from you from the NRV. Um, yes, so the way we'll schedule is that, let's say you have a 3-0 block or a 3-5 block, and it is three courts or four courts, so you're looking at 12 players, 16 players. Once you're within that, reservation you can split play stay do whatever you want to do during that time period at those skill levels and we'll also have periods where it's all skills right where you do have to make that reservation back to the restaurant model Uh, again you can drop by and see if there's something available there probably won't be but you make that reservation within uh, that open play or that rec play type of period where it's all skills and I just want to play with all of my friends regardless of skill level that will yes be that will exist here at performance pickleball Moving on to uh, morning leagues. Uh, Stu wants to know, how do I sign up for morning leagues? Stu, this will be the easiest answer that I give. <laughs> you just go to the website at ppbrva.com slash leagues, uh, and that will take you right to the registration page. It is really straightforward in terms of here's the menu of leagues I can pick from. Uh, do I have a partner? Do I not have a partner? Uh, the timing, all of those different things, you can pay right there and you're all squared away. But if for whatever reason uh, you have questions beyond that, uh, and a lot of people do in terms of the partnering, you know, if mm-hmm. I don't have a partner particularly, how that's going to work, uh, the email to contact, which is tie-in, is right there. Just click it and uh, shoot him a message and he will get you straight. Next up, continuing his streak of being on the show, Chris wants to know, (laughs) do you foresee having any tournaments with split-age formats? Yeah, that's actually a really good question from Chris, and and appreciate it. It's not something, honestly, that had been on my radar until that. It's a great question, and now it is on my radar. So, yes, uh, I definitely would love to explore that because I know there are a lot of different ways that you can do that where you don't need to necessarily segregate by age and you can cross. And really – Beyond that, it's just the willingness of the player to want to do that, particularly the older player wanting to play with the younger players. If you know that that always exists, by the way, in tournaments, you can always play down uh, to age groups. So yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to map that out. 
Uh, moving on to our biggest event in December beyond the ribbon cutting and the opening, which is the pickleball. Um, related to the time of year, uh, we do have a question uh, from Anch about being, is there a Christmas tree up for Christmas? Oh, uh, buddy, not only is there a Christmas tree, there is a custom Christmas tree that got delivered yesterday uh, from our great friends at Buckingham Landscapes. It's a 10-foot tree, uh, and you got to see this, folks. You will when you come out <laughs> here. Uh, it's got pickleball ornaments. It has uh, actual pickle balls uh, in our color scheme yeah. on it. They handcrafted uh, pickleball <laughs> ornaments for it. It's incredible. And, of course, it will be here when Santa is here, the real Santa, uh, periodically through the month of December. But beyond that, we've got Christmas wreaths as well uh, all throughout the facility. So we're feeling very festive uh, even as we're building <laughs> right now before we officially open our doors. And sound-dampening plants. Those arrived oh, yesterday heck. as well. So not only did my plants arrive <laughs> that uh, are going to dampen sound, but are also artistic, of course, to kind of separate the kitchen RVA side from the competition court there. Uh, they're now my babies because I was talking to the horticulturist who, you know, put the plants and is raising the plants, and now I am raising the plants. <laughs> and, you know, they're about three feet tall right now. They're supposed to grow to five feet tall Whoa, uh, okay. under my care. So Okay, now, no pressure. Just don't worry, folks. It's like she's apparently going to come every week and check in on them and make sure that my care is not killing <laughs> the live plants. But, they, right. yes, they, uh, like a lot of things, are now here. Uh, good deal. Hey, let's talk about the pickleball. Um, this was a, a question, uh, we'll just say it's from Mr. Corporate, uh, and also one that was asked even in my own household, what is the dress code if you are coming to the pickleball? Yeah, and really it's come as you are. I, I would say for this event it's absolutely not formal. It's uh, business casual. It'll okay. probably be the top level if you're a dressy uh, type of person, which I probably will be in that night. But honestly, if you want to come in athletic wear uh, and hop on a court and play a little bit, okay. uh, you can do that. So, uh, And if you want to do both, we have changing rooms. So uh, definitely not ball gowns and all of that different stuff. I would say athletic, uh, athletic and business casual. And beyond that, apparently there's something happening after that date on, on the pickleball. Uh, I got a late, you know, last-minute uh, addition to the question here, Les. You know, is there anything happening directly after that? Yeah, so absolutely. So our, our four pros that are coming in and then Jonathan uh, creating some custom experiences for people. And after the pickleball, the morning after, Riley and Lindsay Newman are going to be giving people what I think is a pretty one-of-a-kind opportunity, which is a two-and-a-half-hour clinic uh, taught by them here at Performance. It'll run from 9.30 a.m. to noon. Uh, our great friend Robert Luke, who is really the driving force behind the participation in the pickleball and has helped us with events before, uh, is coordinating that for the Newmans. And, um, you know, that's one of the enticements that you have when you when you bring professionals uh, to travel is the opportunity for them to teach, uh, one, because they love doing it, but also obviously that benefits them financially to make the trip more worth it. So we're excited about that. But that clinic, uh, if you have interest, please email Robert at Robert Luke, and Luke is L-U-K, Robert Luke Studio at AOL.com. And the reason that we're so personalized with that and not just putting up a link to register is that it's going to be limited to 24 participants, and I believe Robert told me this morning that they already had 14. So, uh, it's, you know, it's not a cheap deal, as you wouldn't expect mm -hmm. it to be. Uh, so limited participation. But if you do have questions about that, email Robert. And then the day of the pickleball, uh, Jada Villiers is going to be doing some uh, play with the pro and things like that, and uh, you did as well. Uh, and, and that is something that, again, you can contact Robert, check out Jay's website, and, uh, and the registration stuff's there, just like it was when he was in town last year that's phenomenal right off the 
bat, performance, flexing their muscles on this facility, being able to do uh, events like this and, and to ha allow you, the consumer, uh, to be involved and, and be right there with your favorite or, you know, your most tolerable uh, pro, whatever, however you want to uh, approach it, <laughs> depending on <laughs> uh, your likes. Hey, we got a couple more questions here. Once again, thank you all so much. Uh, those of you that have submitted questions, we'll do this again throughout the duration of the Stacks journey as a podcast. Uh, we're talking about events like the pickleball and the clinics. Beyond that, for anybody who is wanting to host some type of an event here, uh, Sarah wants to know what should they consider before reaching out? Are there limitations on food options that they should be uh, aware of? And also, what kind of events do you recommend for a facility like this? Well, we've put together some customized packages that have been very well received, but uh, beyond that, the answer to the question is the sky's the limit, right? We built this facility to be versatile to house any sort of event you want to host, whether it is as small as four to eight people or as large as 250 people. We have uh, a number of those on the books. Uh, but the simple answer to that is to reach out to Renee Laser, who's our events coordinator at events at ppbrva.com. Uh, and much like I was just talking with the clinics, like you can walk through. We want to make it perfect for you. So from we have a catering menu, of course, but if there are gluten issues or food allergies or other things you'd like to add, uh, we can do that within reason uh, in terms of doing that. And she's been actively doing that on some of the reservations already. But one of the ones that I love that was Renee's idea is to have essentially it's a three-hour window of time where if you are a company or a group of friends and want to build and team build, for lack of a better term, together, you can come out, um, book your book your time, uh, and we will provide an hour of instruction. So based upon however many participants you have, every eight, uh, you'll have one of our pros teaching your group. Uh, you could be absolute beginners, never heard of pickleball, don't know how to pick mm -hmm. up a pickleball. We will cater that instruction to you. You could be all three O's and looking to take that next level. That's great. And then we'll schedule uh, an hour or so of a fun play experience, you know, fun competitive experience for your group. And then beyond that, in our event space afterward, you know, food, beverage, socializing, talking some smack about what happened in courts, <laughs> all that good stuff. Of course. Um, you know, in a tidy three-hour window, it can be longer than that if you want. Um, you can have that same event without instruction if you just want to come out, uh, have your group play on the courts. You know, birthday parties really like that one uh, mm -hmm. or any kind of party really like that one and then the food beverage aspect can be during that after it and we can really mix and match so i know that sounds really loose but that's really the way it is like if you've got an idea for a party there's a very very good chance uh that we can host it for you yeah if you can dream it we can do it so yeah, that's a simpler way of putting that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll c cut it down uh we'll go from print media to the tv media uh hey a couple more questions here and, and we'll get out of here um thank you all for listening to uh, to this point of the show will there be ted wants to know will there be nights specific to outside sporting events aka there's a big game in february that comes to mind uh <laughs> since there is that bar space uh that can be used yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will be hosting a Super Bowl party. I know Renee is sitting here <laughs> listening to us uh, record this and going, we are. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, again, we built this matrix for precisely those reasons. So 
But it's not just going to be a Super Bowl party, right? There'll be a pickleball aspect to it where we can put the game up on your screen so you can play and keep an eye on the game if you're like most of the nation and don't really care when Mm -hmm. your team is already eliminated like mine will be. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be awesome in terms of what we can do from that perspective. And then beyond that, uh, you know, we all come from athletic backgrounds. I love sports. I care about sports. Uh, Pickleball is the one I play, but it's not the only one that I follow. Uh, So we'll have a March Madness party. We're already organizing that with our friends from the 288 group uh if you don't think we're gonna have masters uh masters week with pimento cheese sandwiches and, yeah. and all, all, the, all of that then you're insane uh and on it goes you know kentucky right. derby here we go love it and last question here is uh from heather uh hers is more of a uh broader question about the facility what has been the most unexpected hurdle opening this facility yeah, I think the floor, as we've discussed, it wasn't unexpected that it was going to be problematic. Uh, we just didn't realize how much she was going to fight fight back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we've and we can laugh about it now because we've right. solved it and uh, we're past it. But that was the really the only thing that kept us from that de- December first opening, which is you know what we put in place. I think to keep ourselves sprinting, and when I say ourselves, I mean our contractors and all the wonderful people that are doing the work with us here. Uh, and it just was unavoidable. Um, but beyond hurdles, it's been unexpected additions, which is you know Lee and I were talking about this last night. Uh, you know when we envisioned this, we envisioned this grand thing and then as we've gotten into it uh, and realized that our personalities are essentially the same in terms of wanting the best in absolutely every aspect you know some would say it's an unhealthy competitiveness but it's going to benefit everybody in the long run but I look you know out at the courts as I was this morning and we've got pod play guys I didn't know two weeks ago that have flown across the country and are hardwiring replay cameras and iPads and it's just like where did that come from? Uh, you know, we were, again, going to open as a small beer wine operation, and now we're full liquor with, you know, bar, kitchen managers, full menu, the whole deal. Um, the AV matrix did not look like this in our original drawings, things like that. So they, they weren't hurdles. They were additions. But then some of those additions obviously require some more work, uh, which we were willing to do. And, and again, I, I just can't wait. I'm so sick of telling people how awesome it's going to be. I just can't wait to have them walk in, and then I don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't have to, you know, sound like we're boasting. Right, just come right, in right. And, and Experience you're, yourself. You're going to be blown away. That's right. No question about it. December 15th, ribbon cutting opening. Uh, One o'clock is the ribbon cutting, right, uh, for that date? Yeah, and we have filled the uh, the 48 spots. Uh, thank you so much. People have been awesome about reaching out. And, um, you know, we, and uh, for the most part, I think everybody that had reached out, we've gotten in and it lined up kind of perfectly. Uh, but we, uh, we are closed in that regard, but open in every other aspect. So we want you here. Um, we're, you know, it's going to be a little pomp and circumstance and some talking, which <laughs> I'll be one of the speakers. I'll keep it brief because I know you're, you're not going to be listening. You just want to get out there and, and try out the courts, and I get it. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to flood the facility man with people and the three days like i say as soon as we're done we snap that ribbon uh play the ceremonial games with our 48 uh it's free play so come dress to play cannot wait just a little over a week left folks Uh, we look forward to seeing you here in person uh and maybe you'll be around when we're doing our uh the the podcast after that uh as we will are we doing that be (laughs) hopefully be in the uh in the facility uh somewhere um and and that'll be a, a nice little extra 
uh, I guess, sound to the podcast as well, uh, having the facility right around us. Well, Although Joe, you I, might get uh, taken off to some something you got to I don't anticipate to. that I'm going to be playing, but I will play before <laughs> we open. I'm going to get one damn game in yes. at 12 o'clock. I'm putting it on the calendar. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to speak it into existence. But I <laughs> So a glimpse at the ridiculous nature <laughs> of this final stretch, I just want to let people know I'm actually going to walk, put this headset down <laughs> as soon as we're done, and walk back over. Uh, and oversee the installation of some of our large-scale graphic signage. And I told you this before I come on. I'll let people know. I actually uttered the phrase to the gentleman and his team that are putting them in, hey, can I please get eyes on that before you blowtorch them, <laughs> which is not something that I ever thought I was going to be saying. Uh, yeah, I'm blowtorching. They essentially melt them. To, I don't know. Anyway. I, I, I don't know that <laughs> anybody's. going to look sweet. Yeah, I don't even know if there's a proper <laughs> response for something like that. You just no, say, his response was absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much uh, for being a part of this show. We hope that you continue to do that uh, here on whatever podcast platform you're using. Also, stay engaged. Interact with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. PPB RVA is the place to do that as well. That's all we've got for Episode 10. Number 11 comes at you same time, same place next week. Until then, I'm Joe. He's John. Take it easy. <laughs>